0: Happy New Year. Whether we know it or not, whether we understand it or not, we are here because God has called us to this place, this very moment. And he would speak to us if we would but listen. Let us pray. Lord, we have words, but you are the word. May your Holy Spirit enter this space in our reading and our speaking. Amen. We are reading this morning, if I get organized, from Isaiah, chapter 61, verse 10 through the first verse of chapter 62. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, So the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her vindication shines out like the dawn and her salvation like a burning torch. The word of God for the people of God.
1: The New Testament reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. A little bit different than the bulletin, it'll be verses 22 to 32 and verses 36 to 40. Let us listen for the word of God. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher, She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when the parents had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The word of God for the people of God. Imagine we were there. We are at that temple on that day. We might see Simeon and Anna, those faithful people, the type of people that you might chuckle at and say, bless them, because you are never really sure what they are doing and saying at the temple, but they are doing and saying it all the time. As he spoke the words we just read, some people might have overheard Simeon say these things. After all, he is standing in a crowded temple, singing these words of Isaiah to a small family of travelers. Some might have overheard Anna as well, because she too cannot hold in her joy. It bursts forth from her in streams of praise for God who is here with us. So she tells anyone who passes her to look. Look at this child. Can you not see? Some might have heard But Anna is a woman who is, let us say, 84 years young. She hangs around the temple a lot, and people get used to her now-crouched form and her now-familiar prayers. And Simeon might be seen the same way. And while regular worshipers at the temple might say, sure, they know Anna and Simeon, do who actually sees them? And when Anna and Simeon start to shout with joy and praise, who is actually listening? Or maybe someone did notice something, but the crowds were just too noisy. Someone might have been standing nearby, watching Simeon's lips moving, seeing Anna's face transformed with the light of smiles. But it was just too much work to get closer. Or maybe someone did notice something about a tired-looking couple with a tiny eight-day-old baby in their arms, who yet, amidst the chaos, seemed so calm and loving. Maybe someone saw how they held each other, or held their baby, or even held their tiny, small sacrifice of two doves. How they held these things so beautifully And carefully, that it was quite a vision to behold. But then, maybe looking, they just realized that this was just a small group of rough travelers who couldn't even afford a greater sacrifice. After all, doves and pigeons are what peasants offer at the temple. No one worth noticing would offer doves. Or maybe someone did notice something of the stirring of the spirit in their own gut, Maybe they felt a hopeful flutter in their own heart. But around the temple is such a massive collection of noises and bodies and animals that each had their own schedule, their own agenda, their own sacrifice and prayer. And it is just hard to notice what is going on that day. A lot is probably going on. We are coming out of a holiday season. We are in the first day of a new year. A lot has happened. The holidays are a time when, like Mary and Joseph, we have performed the rituals that are worn into our lives by the weight of annual traditions. We have done the things we believe we ought to do. We have tried to love the people we really should love. And even as the days get darker, we have lit the candles and strung up white or colored lights and held the light out in the darkness even while we've held the annual tradition about arguing which colored or white light is best. We have really, truly tried to fulfill everyone's dreams and answer everyone's expectations. And despite our best efforts, we have failed. We didn't make the perfect Christmas dessert. It was a little dry. We didn't get our loved ones all the things they wanted We didn't figure out which light bulb was burnt out or recycle all the tissue paper or even find that neon pink screw for the Barbie house. We didn't love everyone like we meant to. And so maybe, a little disappointed, we turn our eyes to the new year. We close the door on what has happened and we look ahead to what will happen. If Christmas is the time when we try to pull things off perfectly, Then New Year is the time when we admit we didn't do it perfectly, but we really want to try again. So, with all these holidays, when is the time that we realize that God is trying to show us something? After all, during December, as we rush around, as we try to wrap presents, hang lights, bake pies, peel off price tags, be polite, loving, and subtle about our re-gifting. God is trying to show us something. And after December 25th, after we smile gratefully, return the presents, try on new clothes, reheat leftovers, nap yet again, grumble about going back to work, and kiss our loved ones goodbye with a little sigh of relief, God is still trying to show us something. And even as we greet a new year, pop the champagne, wear silly hats and glasses, laugh at those silly hats and glasses, hug our friends, kiss our partner, and make resolutions to perfect ourselves all over again, God still tries to show us something. And God has been trying for a while. You see, maybe we didn't hear the knock on the door at the inn or maybe we did hear, but we didn't have time to open it. Maybe we didn't notice a troop of noisy, excited shepherds tramp past our door. Or maybe we did, but it was night and our bed was warm and we didn't make it to the stable. Maybe we didn't notice out of the corner of our eyes something bright and spectacular in the heavens. Or maybe we did but we had to plan out the next day's meals, and we just didn't look up again. Maybe we didn't see the richly-robed men who slipped into and out of town without fanfare or asking for any gifts from the residents. Or maybe we did, and our attention was definitely piqued by the gossip, and we enjoyed speculating about what might have happened, but we didn't actually end up checking up on anything. Maybe we didn't hear that a woman gave birth all alone with only her husband and hay for the baby. Or maybe we did, but we figured it was someone else's responsibility. And now we sit worshiping in a crowd, listening to ancient scriptures of Isaiah, sung and spoken from on high. The parents have presented their child in the ceremony. The priest in these scriptures have claimed, have claimed this child as God's. The sacrifice has been made. The prophets, Anna and Simeon, have sung their words, have named this child as the Messiah, and said this child does not belong to just one or two. This child is all of ours. So now what? Now... It is our turn. For you see, God is trying to get our attention, trying to get us to notice Jesus Christ, God's Son. And maybe we missed the chances before, but God isn't giving up. God is trying again. However, the child won't stay there in front of the crowd. Simeon will release that warm, squirming, wailing bundle back to his parents. Anna will finish her blessing and prayer. Mary and Joseph will step away from that sacred ground, and they will be swept back into a crowd of jostling worshipers who all have something very important to do. They will carry this child back along a familiar dusty road to their familiar dusty home far removed from the important chaos of the temple. And the crowd will move in behind them as water parts and returns without pause or hesitation. And if one or two people in that crowd do eventually listen to Anna and Simeon, if they do eventually tear their eyes away from what is in their hands or what their neighbor is wearing, if they do finally get around to checking out what they'd heard about, all they will see is an empty place where Jesus has already been, where Jesus has already arrived and been named and claimed All they will see is the place where Jesus was before he went back out into the world. When we get around to paying attention, we might look up and see an empty pulpit, an empty manger, an empty cross, an empty tomb. We might look up and realize that God has been working to transform us with this good news much, much longer than we've been trying to make the perfect pie crust by the perfect gift or even write the perfect Christmas Eve sermon. God keeps trying to get our attention but God isn't going to stay in one place waiting for us to notice, notice and we might look up and realize that Christ passed this way already, and went out into the world a long time ago. But for now, for now in the reading of this story, as we listen to the words of scripture the Victoria read, as we sing the hymns, as we stand and affirm our faith by sharing our voices together, Christ is still here. Simeon is still rejoicing. Anna is still praising God and telling anyone who listens more than they might want to know about what she has seen. In this story we just read, Jesus is just now being named, just now being claimed, just now being named and claimed by parents and priests and prophets who notice and love and cherish him now there is still time time to live into what it means to see this child to love this unexpected human being to treasure and follow this messiah to the jostling crowds of busy people and out out into the world Jesus is here let us worship him